You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into a brand new edition of Locked On Nittany Lions for Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and enter the promo code Locked On, and they're going to save you $10 off your next order. Lots of stuff to get into in today's episode because today could very well be a pretty big day for Big Ten news. The Big Ten could potentially be back, finally, for real this time. (laughs) We'll get into all of that information as it's been developing over the last 24 hours. As I'm recording this episode, there has been no official word, but it does look as though we're going to have to wait a little bit of time to see when the Big Ten is going to come back for good. But before we get into all that, I want to make sure you guys are subscribed to this podcast and whatever podcasting app you may be using to listening to us right now, whether it's Apple iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you use, hit that subscribe button. I'll wait for you. Go ahead. Hit that subscribe button right now. And then, of course, when this episode is over, make sure you go back and leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Let us know what you think about the podcast overall, because we always love hearing what you guys have to say about us because it helps us improve our show moving forward. And, of course, it also helps with our placement on those various podcasting apps. So the best way to help us grow the podcast is to submit your feedback and, of course, subscribe, rate, and review. All that helps us all moving forward. And of course, you can reach out to us at any time using our social media feeds. We are using the username Blocked On Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. All right, with all that out of the way, guys, we got a lot of stuff to get into, so let's not wait any longer. It seems very likely that today could bring some very promising news for Penn State fans and other Big Ten fans as we appear to be getting closer and closer to an official announcement from the Big Ten Conference announcing that the Big Ten football season will be played this fall in as little as just a number of weeks. October 17th seems to be the popular day that's been floating around there. If you check the social media feeds of some of the Big Ten schools out there, Ohio State, Penn State, Nebraska, they've all been kind of dropping some hints that something is coming very soon. Now, as I'm recording this episode on a Tuesday evening, I'm very well aware that news could very well break at any given moment. But it does seem as though there is enough reports out there suggesting that no announcement is going to be made until Wednesday at the earliest at this point. So again, if this is outdated, I would not be too surprised. But we move into Wednesday with the expectation that today could very well be the day. Now, This has been an ongoing process. You've heard so many rumors. You've heard so many discussions and suggestions of what's going to happen, when the Big Ten's going to play. And I put my stance out there pretty firmly. I'm still going to believe it when I see it, but I am all ready for it if it happens to be the case as early as this fall. I never really bought into the idea of the Big Ten playing football in the spring. I think logistically it is just a nightmare. And I think from a health standpoint, I just don't think it's very feasible to encourage players to play whatever number of games in the spring, turn around and come around and play whatever you're going to play next fall in 2021. And that's assuming that the schedule is still going to be intact as it's currently structured. Uh, We'll see if there are any adjustments when we get to that point. But for right now, let's just focus on what could potentially happen here in 2020. This is exciting stuff. and I think everybody's kind of on the edge of their seats. Everybody's itching to see the Big Ten get back in this. And I already know the criticisms that are out there about the Big Ten and the way they've handled their decision to postpone their fall seasons, including football. And I think some of the criticisms have certainly been legitimate. Uh, Certainly the way that the Big Ten has handled it from a communication standpoint, a transparency standpoint, uh, is a lesson in PR of what not to do. I've always said, if you're going to make the decision not to play, 
fine, so be it. Obviously, I understand it, but give everybody else a reason why that decision was made. Break it down. The way the Pac-12 did, the way the Pac-12 has handled their decision to postpone their fall sports was handled much more uh, respectively than the way that the Big Ten rolled it out. Again, the decision not to play and postpone your seasons, that's understandable. I think many people can at least come to grips with that decision being made, but don't just throw it out there and not have the gumption to back it up the way that other conferences like the Pac-12 did and you know set up a plan for what you're going to do next. Obviously, the ACC, the Big 12, they're already back on the field right now. The SEC is going to get back in the field in the next couple of weeks. They put out decisions for and information suggesting what they're going to be doing with their seasons when they decided to announce that they were going to be adjusting their schedule. So the Big Ten didn't necessarily do that. And I think some of the criticism is probably a little bit too harsh because I don't think anybody really knew what was going to happen. The Big Ten just collectively decided at one point in time that playing football and other sports in the fall is just not very likely to happen. Obviously, time passes and more information comes about, more testing, more science, more technology. There's a lot more that we can put together right now as we sit here in the middle of September than we could in the middle of August. And that's that's a good thing. That That is a tr- the track on the right direction or in the right direction. And I think if you're a Big Ten fan, today is legitimately a very exciting day. Uh, I don't think that we should get too ahead of ourselves, though. But I do look forward to seeing what decisions are being made here from the Big Ten when we will potentially... I'm going to say potentially get football back because I don't think it's a given just yet. I do think that there is there's enough motion going on right now to suggest that we are going to see an attempt to play football this fall. And personally, from a podcasting point of view, that is great. It gives me a lot of content that we can talk about moving forward. We can actually talk about games once again. We can look ahead to the schedule breakdown once again. And of course, when we get a brand new schedule for Penn State, we're going to break that down game by game and we'll try to reach out to some guests and get their thoughts on some of the games that were upcoming. And there are so many questions that still need to be answered here. And I think first and foremost, we still need to know if there are enough presidents and chancellors that are ready to swing their vote in favor of playing the season. As we know, the previous vote to shut down or postpone the fall sports was 11 to 3 in favor of shutting down and postponing. Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa voted uh, against that motion. So we know that you need to get six more votes to go in the way of Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa. And for a while, it seemed very skeptical that that was going to be a possibility. I'm a little bit more optimistic now. I'm just not saying that anything is a given. And we should move ahead into our Wednesday with the assumption that the things could still change in a negative way too. We just don't know. Hopefully, I say hopefully because I do want to see Big Ten football play and I do want to see Penn State. I want to talk about some Penn State football with you guys. I don't want to talk about when we may see a a season played. I want to talk about the games. So if this is a step in the right direction and everybody feels that it is safe to do so, that is ultimately the most important thing to keep in mind here. Let's see what happens. And I'm ready for it. <laughs> I know you guys are too. I know you're chomping at the bit. You've been salivating over these morsels of nuggets of information and optimism for a few days now, maybe maybe longer, depending on who your sources are. But it does look as though 
there's a reason to be optimistic here. So we'll see what today brings. I'm looking forward to it. I know things are going to be changing very soon, and I look forward to talking about any decisions that come out on our next podcast. No, look, I know you're hungry for Penn State football. I'm hungry to see the Big Ten get back on the field. But really, the best way to satisfy our hunger right now is to sink into a new and improved Built Bar. That's right. The improved Built Bar is back. They are even more deliciouser than they've ever been before. They've got 18 amazing flavors in all, including six brand new flavors. And you know I'm all about that apple almond crisps. It is the perfect flavor for the fall season. But if, hey, if you've got a little bit of a sweeter tooth and you want to go with the caramel brownie or the cookies and cream, I'm not going to hold you against it. And I think it is a great way to just satisfy your appetite. It's great for anybody who's health conscious, trying to lose or maintain weight. You can fit it right into your diet. And it's a perfect mid-morning snack. I can tell you that from experience. But look, you don't need to hear me talk about Built Bars anymore. All you got to do right now is go check them out for yourself. And the best way to do that is to go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. And they're going to give you $10 off your next order. But on top of that, while supplies last, they're even going to throw in a free cooler. So I highly recommend that you refrigerate that Built Bar, throw it in this free cooler they're going to send you, and you're going to have a nice, delicious, cool, and refreshing treat for you whenever you're ready to go. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, they'll give you $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And maybe you're going to throw that cooler in the car the next time you hit the road. Well, before you do that, make sure your car or your truck is in good working condition by making sure you have everything you need from rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving customers online for 20 years. They know what it takes to satisfy their customers with the perfect online experience. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com and you type in the make and model of your car or vehicle, and it's going to bring up the entire catalog of everything that they have available for your vehicle, whether you need headlights, you need an oil change, maybe you need some new white. I know I needed to get some new wipers. Uh, and Or if you just want some floor mats. Or hey, maybe you need some coasters for your car. Whatever you need, you're going to have everything available to you. And it's broken down by all the makes and models that they service. And they service quite a bunch of cars. So it doesn't matter what you're driving. They're going to have the catalog ready there for you. So I want you to go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you from Locked On Nittany Lions. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you're not already subscribing to the Locked on Big Ten podcast, I highly advise that you do so right now because as we get closer and closer to whatever's going to happen with the Big Ten football season and, of course, other sports as well, you're going to want to get your Big Ten podcast fixed. The best way to do that is by checking out Locked on Big Ten because there are brand new episodes for you every Monday through Friday. Ben Stevens is there throughout the week, and then the rest of the Big Ten hosts across the Locked On Podcast Network get a chance to hop on and be a co-host each day of the week. I happen to be on on Mondays, and one of the things that we'll generally be doing there is recapping all the college football action that took place over the weekend. And of course, now the hope is that we're going to be able to recap some of the stuff that happens in the Big Ten and react to all the news and headlines that are surrounding the conference on a regular basis. Again, I'll be there every Monday. Now, one of the other things we'll also be doing, at least from time to time, certainly until we have more Big Ten conversation to have, is take a look at what some former Big Ten players are doing in the Big Ten. Now, 
We recorded that episode on Sunday, so we didn't get a chance to talk about what Saquon Barkley did in his 2020 NFL debut with the New York Giants. Of course, he is a second-year team captain with the New York Giants. We talked about this previously on the podcast and how that's a great recruiting tool that James Franklin should absolutely be knocking the heck out of when he's on the recruiting trail talking about how uh, Penn State has brought in a guy like Saquon Barkley, sent him off to the NFL where he's having a lot of success, and even more important than that, he is well set up as a role model for many people. And of course, uh, he's he's making some good cash as well. So that's always a nice recruiting and selling point uh, just to take in mind. But uh, I, I watched that game, uh, most of the game, against between the Steelers and the Giants on Monday night. And, you know, Saquon Barkley didn't have a big nick running the football. Obviously, there were some electric plays, as you would expect to see from Barkley. I mean, it's almost impossible to shut him down for an entire game. But obviously, uh, the Giants have some work to do with their offensive line. So until they do that, you're not going to see probably steady, big production games from Saquon Barkley. But you know he's going to be good for a couple highlights here and there. He did have a couple hurdles, of course, (laughs) against the Steelers. But I think the, uh, the thing to keep in mind that really stuck in my head was you know, there are still some NFL teams that are going to employ a Northwestern kind of game plan when they're facing Saquon Barkley. And what I mean by that is sometimes you're going to sell out and stop Saquon Barkley at all costs. You remember a couple years back when Saquon Barkley was still at Penn State? Penn State was at Northwestern, and it was one of those games where the offense just wasn't really clicking. Northwestern had that gritty defense, and they sold out their entire defensive game plan to stop Saquon Barkley. And for the majority of that afternoon, they absolutely did. They were holding him back behind the line of scrimmage. They were making it near impossible for Barkley to make any plays as soon as he got the football he was being tackled by two or three guys in a Northwestern uniform and you know so a lot of teams would do that when they were going up against Penn State now Penn State was fortunate to have a guy like Trace McSorley a quarterback and some other options around the field that they could eventually uh, capitalize on because if everybody's going after Barkley somebody's going to be open but you just have to have time to give those guys the ball and eventually in that game against Northwestern, Barkley did rattle off a big, long touchdown run, and it turned to be or proved to be one of the key plays of that game as Penn State went on to win in Evanston that day. So I, I see a little bit of that at the NFL level. Now, obviously, uh, you know NFL teams have much more talent to take into account, uh, so you're not going to sell out your entire game plan against one running back, especially at the NFL, where uh, as good as Barkley and some other running backs are, they're not necessarily the ultimate focus for what's going to drive that offense. And again, the, the Giants have to rework their offensive line, get that offensive line built up if they're going to give Barkley that kind of protection. And of course, more importantly for them, uh, quarterback Daniel Jones, who's also in his what second year. So uh, there, there's some work to be done with the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley, but you know that Barkley is going to be one of the top running backs in the in the league this year. I don't know how he'll do fantasy-wise, but I did want to kind of just take a look and see, catch up on some of the other Penn Staters that are now at the NFL. And we'll do this from time to time, just throw out a couple guys that are playing around in the NFL. Now, I should also note, uh, Stephen Wisniewski uh, tweeted that he was going to finally get a chance to play for the team he grew up rooting for, which was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so it, that was a pretty cool moment as well. So he got a chance to play for his, his hometown team, the Steelers, uh, against Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Uh, there were a couple other uh, notable uh, players that took at the field on Sundays in the, in the NFL. And one of the guys that was, I guess, making some buzz was John Reed, a uh, fourth-team cornerback with the Houston Texans, of course, coached by former Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien. And, you know, Houston didn't have a great 
season opener against the defending and the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think too many teams are going to have great afternoons against the Chiefs this year, but uh, obviously John Reed was one of the guys that sort of stood out as a potential breakout player. I'm not saying he had a fantastic game, but he was certainly one of the guys that seemed to get a lot of positive reaction as he made his NFL debut. Uh, he, he saw a lot of playing time, and, and that was good to see. Uh, obviously, he's probably not going to be a, a full-time starter there, but he did did contribute there. He had five tackles. Um, he played a little bit on special teams. So uh, he was in there for a good chunk of the night against uh, one of the best offenses in the league. So uh, it's a tough, tough intro to the NFL. But if you can hang in there uh, against a team like uh, Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes throwing it around and doing his thing, uh, you're, you're probably going to be okay in this league. So you probably got a future here. So uh, good to see John Reed get on the field and get his NFL debut. Uh, there were a couple other notable guys. Obviously, uh, KJ Hamler, uh, wide, wide receiver now at the Denver Broncos. He did not play in the Denver's opener against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, later in that Monday night, uh, he is inactive for the game because he's been he's been out with a training camp. So uh, wouldn't be too worried about him. He was probably I think he was listed as questionable anyway for that game, but. Uh, Highly expect that he's going to be okay once he gets on the field uh, with Denver Broncos. So uh, just throwing that out there. We'll do that every now and then. We'll take a look at some of the other uh, former Penn Staters that are playing at the next level. And of course, uh, until Penn State gets back on the field themselves, we'll probably have to dive a little bit more into what former Nittany Lions are doing at the next level. And of course, anytime we got a chance to talk about Saquon Barkley, we're going to take that opportunity. By the time you hear this podcast, again, it is very possible that we will know much more about whatever the Big Ten's decision ultimately will be as far as playing football as early as this fall. All the reports that I have seen, again, seem to center on a start date of October 17th. So that obviously gives teams around the Big Ten a good number of weeks to get their players ready for the start of a football season. And I cannot stress how important that really is to make sure that there is proper time to do whatever testing you need to do. But more importantly, or not so much more importantly, I should say, but uh, just to keep in mind that it's very important to have players in football shape when they take the football field. And if you haven't been watching college football the last couple of weeks, then you have missed why that is so important. Go back to Navy's home opener, season opener against BYU. BYU was ready to play. They were physical. They were up front. They were bigger, stronger, faster than Navy. And this is a Navy program that is very well coached by Ken Numatololo. And I cannot believe that Navy looked as bad as they did. But Navy wasn't going full bore in their football practices leading up to the start of their season. They weren't going through the contact that they really needed to go through to be able to take on a team that's going to be as physical as BYU. And it was clearly a mistake because uh, Navy just got run over by BYU on their home field in front of no fans, but still it was in front and on national TV on their home field. It was quite an embarrassing loss. And I, I don't say that very often about the Navy program. Ken Numadololo is one of the greatest, not greatest coach, but he's a very good coach. So to see his team, be so ill-prepared for what was coming at them in their season opener was eye-opening. And he realized it very quickly. And that's why very shortly after that game against BYU, Navy went to contact practices. No surprise. We'll see how much that's going to improve their chances this week when they get back on the field after taking off week two. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, Tulane, I believe, in AAC 
conference play this weekend. So I expect a big difference. You know, Navy lost by 52 points against BYU. They're not going to lose by 52 again the rest of the season. You're going to see a much better Navy team when they take the field this weekend against Tulane. But the reason that that is important, I think we're starting to see, you know, the, the best teams that are out there are the teams that are more prepared physically for the start of the season. Louisiana going on the road and taking care of um, Iowa State the way that they did was very impressive. And that's not to say that Matt Campbell is a bad coach because he certainly is not. But it just looked as though Louisiana was more physically ready for what they were about to go through against a very good defensive team program in Iowa State. Arkansas State goes on the road twice right now. They went on the road against Memphis, uh, you know, put up a pretty good fight against the Tires, and then they go on the road once again this past weekend, and they take care of Kansas State. So I, I got to say, um, you know, first of all, Arkansas State has shut down the practices. They've can't, they've rescheduled their game for this upcoming week because of an outbreak of COVID-19. Uh, get used to hearing that especially even as conferences continue to get on the field, uh, that could still very well be an issue. Uh, so we'll see how a delayed start, as delayed as the Big Ten is allegedly going to be, we'll see if that uh, is a reduced uh, scenario that gets put in play. We'll start to get a glimpse of that with the SEC in a couple of weeks because they're not starting until September 26th. But I'm trying to stay focused here. <laughs> I'm going all over the place because we are all over the place. But I think the, the big point to remember here is that an October 17th date is going to give you a good few weeks to get in physical condition for the start of the season. And the good news is I don't think teams need that much time because a lot of these programs, uh, aside from a couple of breaks in the action due to whatever COVID-19 situation has arisen, a lot of these programs are still going through workouts. They're still kind of uh, practicing to a sense. They're using their practice time that's available to them uh, since the Big Ten decided to postpone the sports. So it's not like we're starting from scratch here. And that's something I said on the Locked on Big Ten podcast the other day when you're talking about the timeline here. It, you know, In the offseason, in the summertime, the springtime, we're talking about when, how much time do you need to get ready for the start of the season. Six weeks seem to be the consensus answer. You know, A couple programs, a couple coaches probably suggested four weeks, but six weeks is the ideal number. But now that we're, we've already gone through the process of getting ready for a season in the summer, uh, once players started returning to campuses around the Big Ten, including at Penn State, and now we're into the fall semester, we're, we're seeing practices undergoing, and we're starting to see that teams are ready. <laughs> you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, Ryan Day at Ohio State, and of course, James Franklin, Scott Frost at Nebraska. These coaches are all saying that, you know, it, they're going to be ready to play. Uh, Maryland is back to practicing now after they had to do a little pause. So I do think that whenever the tentative start date could potentially be, teams are going to be teams in the Big Ten are going to be prepared for the start of an actual football season. So that's good news in that regard. Now, I don't think we're going to see. You know, obviously we'll see some sloppiness because anytime you could take the field for the first time, there are going to be some miscues. Uh, that's to be expected no matter when you start your season. But I think as far as physical conditions are concerned, I don't think it's going to be as much of a concern in the Big Ten as we have seen play out in these last couple of weeks. And we will probably again see it this coming weekend in college football as a few more teams get on the field for the first time. And again, the SEC is going to be doing through going through this thing in a couple of weeks. So we'll kind of see how they get on the field, how they're adjusted, how how in shape are they for the start of their season. Now, of course, 
you know, if, you, if you listen to an SEC person, it's it's such a physical grind that it's going to be very difficult for any team to go through that meat slaughter. But I, I am looking forward to it. And of course, when we have more information, we're going to react to it. When we have an updated schedule, we will react and break it down for the 47th time this year. If that's what it takes to get us to Penn State football, so be it. I am here for it. I know you are. And we're going to move forward with the optimistic outlook that we will get a chance to actually start breaking down some Penn State football games very soon. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on the Lines podcast. I thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and every episode we have. Make sure you are subscribed in your favorite podcasting app so you never miss a single episode. And of course, leave a rating review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and the podcast overall. I'm Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com, and once Penn State does get back rolling, I do suspect that I'll be doing some Penn State game previews, but in the meantime, you can check out some of the other game previews and some picks against the spread that I'm putting out there for college and NFL picks on AthlonSports.com. You can also check out my Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Again, make sure you're following our podcast on all the social media feeds, Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. I'll be with you here on the Thursday edition of the Locked on College Football podcast. And then again, I will be back here on Friday for another edition of Locked on Nittany Lions. Make sure you go 1-0 today, guys. Have a great day. And stay tuned because who knows what's going to happen next with the Big Ten. And of course, we will be back to talk about it very soon. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.